0: Listen, guys, if you just tuned in right now, uh, Bill Cosby is going to be released from prison today after Pennsylvania's Supreme Court overturned the sexual assault conviction. Um, The actor was uh, two years into a 10 year sentence at a prison near Philadelphia for sexually assaulting Andrea Constand in 2004. He's 83 years old now, and uh, uh, many thought he might die in prison. But on Wednesday today, the Supreme Court overturned his conviction, saying that the testimony of five other women at his uh uh at his trial retrial tainted the jury so w- what do you think about this you know he was first charged in 2015
1: listen he doesn't have much time left on his life at all i don't give a and- damn if he
0: did it hey he should serve the time but i don't i don't know that he did it i don't know but i feel like listen if he did it i don't care how much time he has on, on life think about the woman who accused emmett till of what was it? Of raping her, right? And it wasn't true, and it wasn't true. And right. she has not served her time. Did she die? Is she still I, alive? Yeah. Well, ooh, let me not say yes or no. I'm not sure. Well,
2: but whist- whistling, Rick. Whistling, right. Whistling.
0: Okay. Yeah. Whistling. Right. Okay. Right. So think about that. This man died. He was killed. He was murdered for whistling at a white woman. Right. Yeah. So think about that. Right. I mean.
1: It's, and and
3: it's do a, and do, as, do, we her, do we want
0: her do we want her to walk free? No, hell no. I mean, right. you
3: have
1: you have sons, D has a son, I have sons. So, you know, I can't imagine my son being accused of something. I mean, and we've seen those cases, you know, these even young boys, what was it, a high schooler, you know, was accused of 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 raping a teenager and he lost all of his scholarships and you know. Big numbers just disappeared from him and it wasn't true. And and this girl gets to live a full normal life while, you know, he has the scarlet letter on his back and all his opportunities are, you know, disappeared and gone, not even resurfaced. So in this case, you know, listen, I, I wasn't there with this Bill Cosby situation. It, he says he didn't. They said they did. You know, we, we don't know, but we can we only have what we know of that time and, and what people were really participating in willingly. so
0: Right. So Cosby was the first celebrity uh, brought down by sexual misconduct claims in the Me Too era. So many people after this, multiple women publicly claimed that he abused them, harassed them, uh, but the allegations fell outside of a statute of limitations. What are your thoughts about the entire statute of limitations? Like uh, if a person does something right in the past and the victim decides to step up years later and say, hey, they did this. People are often asking, well, why come now? And that statute of limitations should should uh, just dissipate, should just disappear, be gone. What are your thoughts about that?
1: I don't know. See, it's such a tough call because I do know that when you're in compromising situations, you you feel uncomfortable. You don't know how to talk about it at that moment. But I do think that waiting 20, 30 years to bring someone down of a, of a crime that forever changed your life. I, You know what? It's, it's really, it's, it'll be unfair for me to try and justify that. Mm-hmm. I thankfully have never been in, in a situation to have to wait so long but, you know, even if you have to wait a week to talk about it and then, you know, someone says, well, why'd you wait a week? You know, and we're over here thinking seven days is, you know, a long time. But when you look at situations like this where they've waited like 30 years. So I don't know. I, I it's 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 a tough one for me to really. You know, so, it's a lot of on. things you got to
0: think about though. You got to think about the, um, the the pain it caused, the pain it causes rather to think about the the, 30
1: years, though. Not,
0: it's, a, it's a long time. See, it, and I can't say I've never been a victim. But some people don't want to recall that pain. Some people would rather brush it, you know, brush it under the rug if they have to. But I feel like, you know, listen, listen, if it takes them a lifetime to finally step up and say this happened to me and it did happen, what the person gets to walk away.
1: So do you think that, okay? so now this person is stepping up and talking about what happened in their life 30 years ago And the abuser, so have you, Mm -hmm. is still alive. You think they sh- should still serve because now wh- now look at look at Bill Cosby. You know, right. he's done a lot of philanthropy work. He's the he's the sitcom father. You know, he was in all of our televisions worldwide. Right. He's he played this doctor. You know, he did a lot of good in real life. And mm-hmm. also his characters por- portrayed that on TV. And I can't even say he played any villain roles in movies. So he really set an example of of this, you know, black father, wholesome figure.
0: Natasha, he was an actor. He was an actor. That's no, no, what no, actors but do.
1: On and off the screen. This is the person that he
0: was. Well, we don't he know. We don't work. know what he was off the screen though.
1: No, off the screen. He has a, a track record of doing work for, for the community, for his family. You know, he really gave back and he did a lot of philanthropic work and I'm in not different say- schools. And, and I'm not so-
0: s- I'm not saying that he's a monster and but what I'm saying is the, the does that negate the fact that that a person like that can do something like this. Because not he negating had, he it, yeah.
1: but what it, but what if it sets the tone for, okay, so what if at one point, you know, let me, listen, we all had moments in our lives where we did things that uh, we probably shouldn't have done. I mean, you're 53. I'm pretty sure there's more than five things that you could say. Yeah, I was young and silly and foolish. D, at the same age, can say the same thing. And me, at the tender age of 36, I can definitely look back and say, you know. You lived I was a life
0: as long as we did, and we're 53. Not at all. <laughs> you got 17 years more experience than we do. Yeah. No,
1: but we've all done something, right? Whether it's one or a hundred, when we were younger, that we've learned from. So what I'm saying with Bill, you know, if if this was a a moment in his in his young, new Hollywood, new money years, where you know him and and these women, or even friends, male and female, part part, you know, they they took pl- they they right? Right, and he learned as he grew into mm-hmm. his adulthood and responsibilities, and his track record showed, like, is there any, uh, you know, can, does that appease for, you know, the, the couple of things that he did? I don't know. What do you, you think?
0: You know, I think sometimes when people uh, do things that um, I guess in the dark, if you will, they try to to fix themselves by doing these great things in, you know, for the world, you know, uh, he does all these uh, philanthropic things and,
4: but
1: do you uh, think he did that to fill the void of I, what he did before? What if that's I, who he was? But, but no, is? no. I'm
0: not saying he did that, but some people w- would like to forget what they've done. So they, they atone by doing so many great things for so many people. I'm not saying Bill Cosby did that, but people do that. But at the same time, I, I do believe that I, I guess in, in the seventies or eighties, that was a thing uh, when they drop a, I guess like, like kids today would use mollies, right? So ecstasy and and spanish fly. That's what they did. It okay. was a thing. And I'm not saying that because because that was a thing, that it was okay. And mm-hmm. I, I do believe now, if these women were not a part of it, that's that's wrong. And Bill Cosby should serve his time. I don't care what he did. You know, I don't know what he did to atone, I don't care what he did to it, you know, to atone for that for that bad stuff. I mean, he still should serve his time. So you saying to me that because, you know, How do he, we know
1: that these women didn't willingly show up to whatever location and willingly take it in that because now here's the other side of it and uh-huh. I'm sure there's people in here who can attest to this. You might think or agree to do something. And you do it, maybe wanting to fit in, be part of the party, experience something different, and then you regret it. So what if it's a situation where these women willingly took or drank or do you know what I'm saying? Because, again, back then, you know, doing a certain kind of drug or drugs, that was the thing that was part of the party. So what if they regretted it later and now they're trying to attach it?
0: So when you first when you had your first drink, do you do you remember that? Or smoke
1: co- I'm smoking I can't I remember okay, so closer. the first time
0: you got high right right w- what do you remember at that? I'll tell you what I remember I was a kid uh mm-hmm. I probably I, I, you know what we called it we called it reefer back in the day right we didn't, <laughs> weed wasn't a thing it was a reefer <laughs> 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 reefer you know man I got, I'm gonna get some reefer right so here's the thing right so Rick, you were not in a 70s movie. No, we called it reefer. It was not weed then, man. It was reefer. <laughs> so the, it was it was a reefer. Hey, let's get some reefer. So the question was, okay, okay, if I take this, what will it do to me? Oh, man, okay. it's going to make you feel good. If I drink this, ah, oh, man is going to make you get, uh, feel great. Now, you know, had they told me the truth, I wouldn't have taken this. So I can imagine these women asking, you know, you know, being part of the cool kids lives okay if you if you put this Spanish fly in my drink or Molly or ecstasy or whatever it is what is it gonna do to me? Ah oh, it's gonna relax you it's gonna make you feel good. the truth right. is, okay I'm gonna be honest with you uh, it's gonna make you forget everything I'm gonna do some 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 things you can't share with your mama. But they're going to happen once you go to. Sleep. It's going to well, be like see, an operation. So he,
1: everybody, but it's, everybody's experience is different.
0: So, so how do you know you that? Know, have you have you taken Molly, Molly, or ecstasy? I
1: have never. I've never taken. Well, people have tried to get me to take ecstasy, to which I declined. Right, Molly, all cocaine, all that stuff. Now, weed. You know, there's different strands to weed. Now, once you get through the science of weed, right? Right. You know, when you're, when you're sitting in a room full of people partying, drinking, smoking, doing whatever, they're not going to break down the science of, well, there's different strands of weed. You have this one, you have indica, you have sativa, you have hybrid. You know what I'm saying? Are these real names that. of
2: weed? Yeah. How you, do you know different that? Different strands. It, 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 it well, depends th- on what party you're at, Natasha. It it does depend on what party. De- you're at. Well,
1: so so okay. So let's 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 in the mindset of everyone there smokes, right? So everyone is aware of either what's being passed around or what they have. Now, a newbie like myself coming in green and don't know, you know, there's different strands of weed and there's this and how it makes you feel. If I say, "Well, I've never tried it. How do you? How does it make you feel?" The person smoking an in indica, they're gonna say it relaxed because indica. Is, is served to relax you. It's so, I meant so, to serve to calm you down. So what are sativa the names again? Indica, Indica sativa.
0: So I mean, what Indica, is it like when you sativa. had sativa? I mean, what when you had sativa, what did it feel like to you?
1: So sativa makes you feel up. It awakens you, it you know, awakens the creative side of your brain. It alerts you. You know, if if you're really sensitive to it, it might make you a bit paranoid, but it's really meant to awaken the creative side of your brain. Indica. It sounds what?
0: Laced, he said.
1: Laced. Well, indica is served to relax you, make you feel like it. it's like it gives you a body high where sativa uh-huh. is a
0: head high. So it like hot s- flashes or something like that?
1: No, the body high, it just, it really relaxes you. I don't like it because it makes me feel like I'm dying. It makes me feel like my body is slowly like lowering into So the indica, ground. sativa,
0: and what's the other one?
1: And so there's a hybrid and uh-huh. the hybrid is made from both of them. So it gives you the high and the... Relax. I don't like that one. I don't smoke, first of all. Okay. So, so
0: you, but you tried these when you were younger.
1: So I tried these when I was younger uh-huh. and the very first time I ever got high, I was paranoid as hell. I, th- I wanted to jump out the window. I wanted to take all, I, I think I did take all my clothes off, but here's the thing. I didn't do this around strangers. I wasn't at a party. I was at home. I was with my siblings so I knew I was safe. I was comfortable. And I knew that they obviously wouldn't allow anything to happen to me. And uh-huh. it was in a, con- it was in a control setting. We were at home. Um, and, and, you know, and that was that. So my only advice, if I can even advise anyone to do drugs, which I
0: don't. Don't advise anybody. to. Do drugs. I don't. But, yeah. but
1: so my thing is, is that if you're going to do anything, even if it's drinking your first drink or doing anything outside of, of, your, your day-to-day activity, you want to make sure that you're around people that you trust and you're comfortable. Don't
0: do it at all, period. Don't do it. Well, l- let, it. Me,
1: let me tell you something. I say stay away from it, right? right? As a mother, as someone who wants to be an example to the world. But I'm not going to lie about my life and say I've never done these things. I have. But I knew that... I wanted to be safe. I knew that doing it, you know, doing anything of recreational activity needed to be in a controlled setting. Mm-hmm. So we're all, you know, we're all adults. And, and and when you make these decisions, make sure you're making these decisions in safe environments. That's that's all I have to say. Whatever you choose to do, you know what I'm saying? You do it responsibly. Um, and And that's that. So-
0: cool. Now, for everybody who just came into the room, I'm Rick Party with Natasha, Simona, and Dee Lee. This is the Rick Party Show. Uh, Pennsylvania's super uh, Supreme Court, rather, overturned Bill Cosby's sex assault conviction uh, today. The court found an agreement with a previous prosecutor who prevented him from being charged in the case. Cosby has served more than two years of three to ten years sentence at a state prison near Philadelphia. He's 83 years old now, and he was once uh, known as America's Dad. So we're talking about that. We're letting you in. We've got people on the stage. If you want to comment, we're talking about everything. Lisa, unmute your mic. Speak to us.
5: Hey, everyone. Um, my name is Lisa Papajimis. I worked in the industry. I'm an executive at a studio. But that doesn't matter if you want to know who I am. The profile.
2: <laughs> oh, I hey, care. Lisa. How you doing?
5: <laughs> I'm good. But none of that counts during
2: this conversation.
5: <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, here I am sitting and all of a sudden I get all these texts from actresses that I know that are just absolutely infuriated by what just happened. Um, because here we go again where patriarchy wins basically um and uh, women get to be abused again um uh, I am a survivor of sexual harassment I have sued a major corporation and one I am a proud owner of a NDA um been around the whole Harvey Weinstein thing so I know how it feels to go through what these women have gone through and I just want to address some things Natasha sometimes you're too afraid to speak especially in this industry, and it could take decades before you come out because, one, as an actress, you're afraid that your career will be ruined by a powerful man back in the 70s that could definitely do it. Without a doubt, he could strike a hammer down and mess up your career. He is a predator. He is that, hands down. Regardless of the charity work he does, regardless of the great persona that he puts out, He has grooming techniques and that's what he's done to them. It is not fair that somebody gets away with with this. Absolutely not fair. And I understand how these women feel. And I'm here as an advocate because I will always fight for women's right in the boardroom and to not be grabbed because I'm sitting in there and I'm, you know, worthy enough because of my 30 years experience in the industry. I have the right to sit at that table. I don't need to get you coffee. And I definitely am not your sex object. Um
1: I hear you. So I hear you, I, Lisa. I'm, I'm,
2: yeah. I am yeah I think that at least I number one sorry for whatever you went through. Uh you know and and, and pray that you just steadily please, please, uh, working please, through please, it.
5: Please please never say sorry to me about that because you know what? I'm I you're not the person that needs to be sorry for me. The person that needs to be sorry is the person that put me through it. That's right. So just your support is fantastic. Um, as a, you know, I don't want to call myself a victim or a survivor. I'm a thriver. Um, and so are the millions of other women that go through this.
0: Right. You know, no. Lisa, Sorry to cut I, you off. I, I'm glad you're, you're sharing this because, you know, when, when people don't understand that, um, listen, there should not not be a statute of limitations. You know, I think about about my own children, if my child, if my child were to tell me today at 33 years old, that that person did something to them, their ass would be grass. I I you listen, I don't I don't know if if, if uh, the law enforcement would be able to get to them quick enough.
2: You understand? Well, you know what what I, what what it is, and I think with <clears throat> being uh, around that that situation and not in the mix of it, the things that I question, and I'm not at all saying he did this or he didn't do this, but I do believe something did happen. But the only thing that came up the question uh during that time in discussion was what I call are the those that went back to purchase it again. Purchase one again.
0: What are you talking about? Purchase one again.
2: That's that's just being used as a term because there were a lot of women that actually went back. They they said what their experience was, then they went back a second and a third time and their claim is the exact same thing happened. So it was like, okay, why are you returning to to these things that happened to you? You understand that, what I mean? That's a good question. Who could answer a question like that? Why does I, an abuser let, uh, let, go back, Lisa? We'll let,
0: yeah.
5: Let me go ahead and, and do that. It's no different than a, a woman that's married to a man that gets beaten up all the time. Right. She keeps on going back because that's, you know, she is a victim. You have but been you're ma- groomed. But, but, your man, mm-hmm. but you're married. Okay. You're groomed. Mm -hmm. You're groomed. It doesn't matter if you're married or not. There's boyfriend and girlfriend relationships. There's teenagers right now in high school that have abusive relationships that go on. It is a pattern of grooming. So also, too, you have to understand. Only 3% of the women lie about being in this type of situation. 97% of the women do not lie. It is Mm -hmm. so difficult to come forward and to state what happened. I mean, I'm bold enough where I was raised to be, you know, a warrior type. My dad's a Greek Ethiopian. So you know what? I am not going to put up with it. And I didn't. After, you know, a few months, I complained. I was the one that went, you know, from every office to get restitution and justice. I sat in the president's office a whole day because he wouldn't see me because he knew what I was going to say. And then I ended up having to take it through the courts.
2: But Lisa, it can I ask you a question? Easy. Can yeah. I ask you a question? In this particular case, in this particular case, which I, I have followed, there were women that were part of being victims that knew each other, and and let's just say Jane Doe told Mary Doe what happened to her, then Mary went on a date with Mr. Cosby. And there's a string, and I don't know the exact numbers, so excuse me for this, of about, I think, I want to say it was eight. I don't believe it was double digits, but of women who knew each other, who shared their experience with each other, even after the fact, and then still went on, and I'm just calling it a date with him, after knowing their girlfriend went you know through this experience
5: because it 's not going to happen to me okay that that could be it too it 's not going to happen. I mean, look at the Jeffrey Epstein case. We just did a documentary on him insane that girls were still going there and giving them massages, and they were young girls, and they it 's power it's 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 being you know groomed in a certain way where you feel as though. You have no control. You have no say, you know, this person's going to make my career and I'm going to have to do this in order to make my career happen. That's the whole thing with Harvey Weinstein. There's still people that I know right now that one of them is not in the room. But if if he comes in, his wife went through the whole thing with Harvey Weinstein and still will be quiet, will not come out, will not say, will not be with a group of 100 women that have already come out. And this happened back in 1980. Wow. So, you know.
1: So Lisa, I have a question with, you know, with the, let's, let's take a number. Let's take a, a number 10. Let's say 10 women experienced similar activities, specifically speaking with Bill Cosby. I understand what you're saying about, you know, people feeling ashamed to speak out at the moment, scared to lose their careers. So you're saying all of these women felt the same way for so many years and then decided 30 years later, they were going to speak out at the same time. Nobody, nobody had it within them to speak out
5: sooner. No, I mean, I keep on seeing Hermione flesh. So I want to let Hermione like jump in. Cause I know she knows a lot about this as well. The thing is, is look at the Harvey Weinstein case. It's, these are two similar cases, both men of power, both men. And by the way, us women, we are oppressed Regardless of what color we are, regardless of what, you know, LGBTQ we fit into, we have been oppressed for hundreds and not thousands of years. We've been known as property. Only until this century are we actually coming out. Harvard did not let women into their libraries and that is why you have a handmaid's tale, because Atwater wrote about the library that she wasn't allowed to go into to read poetry. And this was in the sixties. You and I, Natasha, we are you more so because you're 30. I'm I'm hitting sixty almost. So the thing is is I've fought for women's rights beyond left, right, and center, because we are always and always seen as property. We are not given the true right in order to stand on our own to be treated as equal. Because we are seen as less than by men, no offense to the men here or down below, but we are perpetually taken advantage of. You've got Saudi Arabia where a woman can't even drive a car. I think she just recently, I think that was just passed. So, you know, when you've got being oppressed for so long, you're not going to sit there and, and especially in the 70s, for God's sake, Jump up and say, "Hey, Bill Cosby, the most popular, you know, African American comedian, father, you know, father figure, Jello Man, etc." Raped me. You are going to. I'd like to sit speak out. To that. Shoot up. hold well,
0: well, on, hold on one second. I, I, hold on one second. I, mm-hmm. we,
6: we, I, got, I have an answer for that. Okay,
0: okay, okay. An answer, hold on, and I want answer. you to hold that. Who's that speaking right now? That's Felita. Okay, Felita, hold your thought. Now, for everyone else who just joined the room right now, uh, we're talking about uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, he's going to be released from prison today after Pennsylvania's Supreme Court overturned his sexual assault conviction. Now, this is, he was beloved by so many years and uh, many thought he would die in prison. And we're having a conversation about that. Not only uh, that, but we're also talking about the statute of limit uh, limitations. Some people feel it should be abolished. Uh, the the you know, people who uh, accuse uh, the victimizers, it's, it's wrong. They should not do it. They should just get up and just walk free. You know, Natasha, earlier you were saying that um, because he's America's dad, uh he has all these uh philanthropic businesses and he's done so much for people is it right that we continue to accuse a bill cosby
1: yeah i i mean Listen, I don't want to take away from from the pain that all of these women allegedly endured, and I say allegedly because obviously, you know, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. Um, Lisa, Felita, and Hermani, I'm sure, you know, they have stories. Lisa, who just finished talking to us, knows people who have experienced um, horrible situations between Bill Cosby and um, Harvey Weinstein. So, you know, for me, it it's always it's it's hard. Talking from the outside in, so I want to be very respectful to the situation in totality. So, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm just,
2: oh, I, yeah, I, I, I see yeah. how you feel, but one of the things that I, that I wanted to point out, and again, it's, it's not taking anything away from, if it happened, that person needs to be punished. I don't believe, like you just said, Rick and a statute of limitations, if it happened and it can be proven it needs to be punished. The confusion that I had during this case, except for those that, uh, well, the confusion that I had during this case were the again, I believe the number was eight or nine women that stated, "Hey, I told my friend this happened to me, and then she went and it happened." And I, I understood what Lisa said earlier: it won't happen to me. But then, and and then those who went back, and I guess the question that always has popped up confusion in my mind is: if you somebody walks through fire and they come out burnt, and they go, "Hey, man, that's fire." Do you continue to and you see three or four people do this and do you continue to walk into the fire? And and I'm not taking any blame away from the fire because that's what fire does. It burns you, you know, but that's what for those particular eight or nine women. Now, the rest of the women where it was proven that wrong was done by them. I mean, I I do believe that women are taken advantage of in a way that they definitely should not be taken advantage of. But that's where the confusion came for me with this case. Of wow, now this person is is part of it. But they just said, "Hey, my girlfriend told me it happened. I went anyway. Then I went back three or four times, and the same exact thing happened." All right. Well,
1: let's um, let's hear what Felita. I know Felita was um about to jump in.
6: Hi, Natasha. Oh, hey, okay. Felita. Hey, girl. Hi, Hi everybody. Um, The part about uh, women coming forth later in life, what we have to remember is that when this happened, we didn't have such an internet presence, and a lot of what has occurred is women were isolated that this happened to in terms of not knowing that this had happened to others, and then Fast forward to you know, the 2000s and someone comes out, someone's brave enough to come out and say, this man who is no longer powerful, and most of these women are People not even Club in the House. industry. Most of these uh, women are not still in the industry. And so they can't be, um, their careers can't be blackballed, their reputations can't. But now they know, hey, wait a minute, that happened to me too. That actually happened to me. So it happened to somebody else. So people start coming forward because there is strength in numbers. And then, D, I say to you, why do you focus on just the eight when there's over 47 others who did not have that same experience of going with this man <sighs> after their friends had said that they, in fact, had. And that's only 47 others who have come forth. I'm sure there are others who don't even want to be bothered with the media circus. There are probably others who, you know, have gone on and are deceased. But I will say this, as I'm 62 now, and as a 24-year-old brand new flight attendant, my very first trip, my very first layover was to Las Vegas. And at that time, Bill Cosby had a residency there. He was Mr. Vegas. And As we were getting ready to land, a more senior flight attendant at that time, that was probably 40. She said to me, now, I know you're excited about your first layover. I will never forget her words. She said, but if you run into old stinky breath, Bill Cosby. No. no." Yes, she did. And so I just started. Wow. She said, I am not joking. Do you see my face? I said, (gasps) oh, okay. Now, I never ran into him. That was 38 years ago. So somebody knew something because in wow. the world of flight attendants and athletes, flight attendants and athletes and celebrities kind of gravitate toward each other. So and some, Felita,
2: I, I agree with you. I don't think that uh, the rest of the women, as we spoke of other than the eight, were not telling the truth. So let me make that clear. That's what I say. Whatever happened to them, I believe there should be punishment.
6: And hey, can I, I, I jump in for a second? separate? Mm-hmm.
5: Can can you bring up Cheryl? She's down below. She'll give you all the statistics that that is probably very pertinent to this competition. Cheryl, if
0: you're in here, raise your hand so that we can know it's you. Um, and we'll bring you up. Because, um, yeah. Okay. There, oh, there it is. Okay.
6: Uh, um, but now I, I will give Bill Cosby his props because, and NBC, because when most of you probably know, or maybe you don't know that when he was trying to shop the Cosby show, We only had three networks then, ABC, NBC, CBS, and the two other networks said, nobody is gonna believe that this black man is a doctor and his wife is an attorney. They wanted him to be a garbage man and she to be a teacher. And he held true to that. And NBC, I think it was Brandon Tartikoff. um, He was like, okay, we're gonna try this this way. And NBC then started doing even more black shows. People were calling them the Negro Broadcasting Channel. Um, so I will give him his props there, but I am separate. And and wait, let me say, when s- I think somebody said, "What does it matter?" Basically, how people are shown. I I might have that wrong, but the Cosby Show was a groundbreaker for Black culture. End of story. In in multiple ways.
1: And to show family, Please. of course, all the way around. Yes, yeah, to show. Let, let's we, let's we not have,
6: negate have family. No, no, wait, I'm not. Fin- yeah, I'm not go negating. ahead. My whole point is that we have to separate his business acumen, his philanthropy, his showbiz, how he's affected black culture with his personal life. And frankly, the part that disgusts me the most is that you would give someone something that would knock them out. What if they are taking a medication you don't know about that reacts with that? I would just be so afraid that they're not going to wake up. And then let's not forget the part about he was married. He was a married man. So I'm livid that he's getting out. I wanted to see him take his last breath in, those, in the jail cells because many of women, have been locked up in their own personal jails all of these years and probably will never recover. We cannot assume that just because they came forward, now they're relieved and they're recovered. No, and this has probably affected all of their relationships, not just their love relationships, their work relationships, their relationships with children and friends, all of these years. So the damage is massive. It's catastrophic. And he needs to Do you- pay
0: for that. Felita, hang so out I- with it Hang hold on Tessa. Felita, hang out with us for a little bit. Uh Lisa, please don't go anywhere. Felita, don't go anywhere. Her money, you're gonna speak, uh Kelly. Cheryl, we're talking about uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, He uh, will be released. I don't know if he's released right now, but he's going to be released from prison. It is happening. And we want to hear from you. In the meantime, follow the room at the top. It is called The Rick Party Show. We are a radio show and we have these these conversations every now and then. And we'd love for you to uh, to join in with us, Felita, uh, hang out. uh, Her money is coming up next. Natasha, you're going to say what?
1: So I have a question. Um, We all in here have done something wrong. And I'm not saying one right is or one wrong is is more um, horrific and horrible than the next. Wrong is wrong. Do you think that this person who has caused trauma to these women could change? Do you think someone like him or even him himself could change and should be given um, a second lease on life? And anybody jump in. in
6: no he
4: was given he, the. he opportunity. can change in prison because okay. that is what <clears throat> prison is meant to be for
0: all right and and kelly hold on we're, we're gonna do popcorn style in a minute but i just want to kind of respect the people who have been on stage but don't move kelly and cheryl and felita we're all gonna just jump in and have fun but her money's been here her money hop in please
7: um several things number one i'm not american i'm british so i'm gonna come from like a different cultural perspective and obviously my own personal experience um Natasha and answered your question just now. Of course anyone can change. Will they change is a is a different question and do they want to change? um, is another one. Um, with regards to once somebody's been sentenced and they're in prison, they're serving time, right? So when they get released, they still get punished by society even when they've served their time. So I just have a general question of is does that even fix the problem? I mean, it doesn't even make people feel better. Everybody in here is still angry about it, so it's not like it's even solved the problem. And then people are holding anger towards somebody when the you're not going to fix it that way. Like the anger that one has about the situation that's going on is not going to come up with a solution. So that is a question it's um, just I'm throwing out there. And then you guys were talking about like the date rape and stuff i've had like the date rape drug used in my drinks and i've just gone like no it's okay um it's life like i mean experiences happen to you right that you go through what you go through um but you just you just go a bit trippy i mean i don't know what was used in my drink but like you just go trippy i mean my body had a reaction so i like vomited a lot but then i was just out of it like i was just out of it and so the next day like my, my brain was functioning but my body wouldn't you know work with my brain um but the next day I can't remember all the things and it takes quite a while for your memory to bring up trauma piece it together and see what you've experienced if anything's happened to you etc cetera, etc cetera. and um even then you're like do you know what can I be bothered to deal with this or not so sometimes it's easier to just be like park it I'll deal with it when I feel ready and that could be 30 years later it could be however many years later you know And then when you are ready to deal with it and speak up, you still might not want to go through the whole process of rehashing, telling stuff to people. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like there's a whole process. If I ever give my whole life story to people, I just see the puppy dog eyes. It's very tiring um, and it's very tedious for people to look at you in that way. So sometimes it's a lot easier just to shut up. Um, So that's kind of my input on some of those things. And I'll be done speaking so someone else can chime in.
2: And speaking of the the previous agreement that they're speaking of, there was a financial agreement uh, that was actually actually followed through with the uh, coach. I believe she was the coach of the volleyball team, and her testimony was allowed into the trial, and that's what, as they say, took things to a uh, another level. Again, not saying that this did not happen, but they used her testimony after she signed. Uh, An NDA and a financial agreement. And then that's what they're trying to say that the prosecutor who agreed to that same agreement was also involved in the prosecution of this case. Good stuff. Kelly, what are your thoughts?
4: Um, Hi, everyone. Uh, I took as many notes as I could just so I could stay on topic. But the biggest one for me is that people are still saying that this allegedly happened, that he allegedly assaulted these women. And as far as his conviction goes, he was convicted. Period. Now, for the women who did not, who were not on that, uh, on that uh, docket, you know, like they were not uh, prosecuting the crime of that specific woman. Yes, you can still say allegedly. But as far as him being convicted, he is—he was still convicted they're saying it was overturned but they didn't overturn the conviction per se yet they are overturning it on a te- technicality not because of what he did exactly so as far as i'm concerned he still did what he did to these women nothing has disputed that no facts have come out that negate that and i was just looking on twitter and all you know everybody's a buzz with this and everything but it it says something when you still have black men defending a black rapist and they are praised by black women who, you know, have supported their careers the entire time. So I'm talking about Ice-T. He just tweeted um, some type of sarcastic tweet in this regard. The irony being that he just, he has spent 20 years as an SVU detective on NBC. And it's like, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about a man who has, you know, really traumatized tens, if not hundreds of women who either have spoken up or haven't spoken up. And it it is just disgusting to me and, frankly, tiring altogether that we still have to say, believe us, you know, so.
1: He's being released. There's, I mean, we, we in here collectively, we can talk about it. We can be upset about it. We can, you know, talk about the changes that need to be made going forward. How do you think, what, what are the lives of these women who are still alive? What, what does it look like knowing that this person who, you know, according to them hurt them 40 years ago, what, what should their lives look like today or what do their lives look like today?
4: I can't tell uh, you exactly what their lives should, and should look like, but at the uh, same time, you know, it, it almost doesn't necessarily matter because it's st- it's like, however they want to live their life, they should be able to live their life in that regard. I, I per- Even though I'm not one of the victims, it's certainly a slap in the face, the fact that he's getting out on a technicality and not based off of any um, factual finding that he did not do that to these women.
0: Kelly, speaking, speaking of which, to, to Natasha's question, what should the victim's life look like? You were a victim. What does it look like, Lisa?
5: You know, I'll tell you this. I didn't get the, the privilege of having my- um, uh, Perpetrator. My perpetrator, thank you, <laughs> um, going to jail. I mean, they just had to pay a lot of money. Um, that, to me, still didn't make me feel like, yeah, I won. Um, I still am very, you know, uh, I have issues as far as when I am in situations with men in in business. Um, I feel as though that I have to act and conduct myself a certain way so that they won't get, you know, the wrong message. But I'm sure every woman does how these women feel right now. I'm going to say I would feel extremely let down by the U.S. government. You know, I'm not upset at, you know, what Bill Cosby did. I mean, it's horrific. It's disgusting. He has been and thank you, Keely, for for definitely stating he has been convicted. He's out on a technicality, and I'm upset at the process. I'm upset at the system. I'm upset that you've got people tweeting like Felicia Rashad right now, giving support to the to him. Wow. I am upset at all of this right now. So it's just it's infuriating and it's frustrating and it's only pushing our cause down further where other men are going to think oh well you know what bill cosby got away with it so no big deal i can just continue on being the predator that i am and that to me is horrific
0: Well, so felicia rashad tweeted what's her what's her tweet lisa what'd you see
5: um, I didn't see it yet. I have to go on and look. It's just one of the actresses that I know that has been in this just tweeted me um, or just DM'd me telling me that she's been uh, tweeting and defending him on social media. And she's, you know, the dean of Howard University acting school. So yeah, it's just come on.
1: But so you have to understand, I mean, you don't have to understand, but you know, I can, I can understand where she would support him only because, you know, if she doesn't know that side of him, if she was never a, a quote unquote victim to his foolery, you know, and the only thing she knows is the man that I, I guess, you know, some of us, we're able to see that you know this great actor, you know a husband, a, f- a good father, um, a humanitarian. You know, if if those are the things that she was exposed to, then I I can't necessarily blame her for supporting her front. I would say, say
2: just if I were her, I, oh, I, I don't know, know about that. I absolutely
6: can. Yeah, I, I would say just
2: that. shut
0: up, just be quiet about it. That's what I say.
2: I mean, I so I gotta I gotta, I gotta jump in on this. Oh, Wait, Wait hold let
0: on, let hold on, me... D, D, hold on one second, Lisa, go ahead.
5: I'm going to tell you what the tweet is. It says, "Finally, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. A terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected." See, yeah, no,
2: but that, yeah, that, no. that, and in all sense, Lisa, that at least we know that is her thought. She thought, and her feelings are. That I don't know whose feedback that is. The her feeling is Kelly. I'm gonna hold was, on
0: one second, D. Kelly. I'm gonna mute you for a second because we're getting a little feedback, and you can unmute anytime you want to jump in. D, go ahead.
2: I'm sorry about that, Lisa, where she's coming from, uh, Felicia Rashad, with her tweet is that she supported him through the whole thing and believed that this did not happen. That's her belief. So her sending out a tweet like that doesn't surprise me. And 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 just to, to now where I go with, like you said, Natasha, you know, uh, people, you know, still supporting or ex- after, after all these things happen. My, my my youngest sister, my youngest sister did a Jell-O commercial with Bill Cosby. Of course, this was years ago. But after she did the commercial and when I say maybe a year or two, the buzz started then. And my dad sat my sister down and questioned her. You know what I mean? And it was just not that we had a relationship with Bill Cosby, but because of the fact that she was around him on the set. So I believe that others that were on sets with him, such as. The Cosby show, there was a buzz going around, just like all of us at one point who are in the industry knew the buzz was going around with R. Kelly. And I'm not comparing the two, but you still kept life going on and no one interacted. Now, all of a sudden it gets blown up. And I don't remember how many victims, I believe, uh, Lisa, you said it earlier, but we're in the 50s of women who say, hey, this happened to me. You got to start questioning. And honestly, and Rick, I see what you're saying. Sometimes you got to back off your friends because it's hot. It's real hot. I'll tell you
5: right now, reading all of her, um, the responses, I mean, she's got 6,000 people that have responded to it and they're not
2: 7.1. Oh, now it's gone up. Wow. So quickly. two, I just responded. Good.
5: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, and what
0: are they saying? Not, what are they saying? Please tell us.
5: Hold on a second. One of them, um, What is it? Believe women uh, who don't earn royalties from predators. That's one. Wow. Uh, Awful, awful. He's not your real husband, (laughs) ma'am. And she put this up in public. Imagine a rapist uh, apologist, but turning off your replies because you know you fucked up. Y'all wonder why people don't report sexual assault. couple of things. He admitted to drugging and raping women. I mean, I can go on. There hasn't been one. You're so right, babe you know, by Felicia, um, 50 women, not one, not two, not 10. He drugged, raped and sexually. I'm just reading from the top of what I'm seeing. It's not, you know, they're not favorable coming back to her. So,
0: so she, so she, now it says she only, um, she's only replying to people, uh,
2: who speaking in a positive light probably. No, No, she's hold hold on.
0: Jesus. Can I talk? I'm saying she, Uh, she, here's
5: one. You raggedy bitch.
0: Wow. So, OK,
5: hey, everybody,
8: I, I actually have to go to a meeting now at 11 a.m. Um, I think that the problem is, to be perfectly honest, is that we don't talk about intersectionality enough. We don't talk about misogynoir enough. We don't talk about all of these things. Right. Um, you know, and I'm just going to take Bill Cosby to put R. Kelly aside for a second. Um, but uh, regarding Bill Cosby, the majority of the women are white that plays into how black people feel. Now, do I think he did it? Absolutely, I think he did it. I I think uh, there are a lot of people who turned a blind eye to what he was doing, obviously, including Felicia Rashad. If she doesn't tweet that out, then she has to take her responsibility for things that she turned a blind eye to, right? But we also have to deal with um, the, the legacy of, of whiteness and and white women and black men, and it's complicated. And the reason that it is complicated is because we don't talk enough about it. So I was actually in a room when um, Harvey Weinstein, uh, it was um, a group of us, uh, women in the industry, the majority were white, and people were saying, believe all women. And I said, if you say that, like automatically believe all women then what we don't talk about is Emmett Till, right? What we don't talk about is that legacy. You cannot ask black women necessarily to believe all women, right? These are hard conversations that we actually need to have. Do I think he did it? abso fucking I think he did it. But I also think that what we see is that legacy. That is what we still see in this country, Right, and so I, I I totally understand why everybody is upset. Uh, he it's not a conviction; it wasn't over. It was overturned on a technicality. We all know that. But if you're looking at why people are actually tweeting out some of the stuff that they are tweeting, I think that people need to take responsibility for those actions. I have heard stories. A friend of mine was um, his brother was a writer on the Cosby show. Uh, one of my friends in college was Adam Sandler when he was on the Cosby show. Sarita. Like, uh, there are S- people Sh- Cheryl, who hold, know what is going on. Cheryl, hold that h-
0: Hold go. that. St- well, You got to yes. go? Okay.
8: Yes, I actually have to go to a meeting. Everybody is in there. I'm two minutes late. Uh, thank you, Lisa, for pinging me in. I will be back because something tells me this conversation will still be going. Thank you. Love you, Cheryl. <laughs> thank you for thank jumping you. in, me Cheryl. Too. We
0: appreciate you. Sarita, uh, you've been holding. Hey, talk Ray, to us. I- I- Sarita.
9: Yes. Hi. Hi, hi everyone. Yeah, that's right. It's Sarita. Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, I will I will echo what Cheryl said. I know that she has to leave that part of the part of the trouble that we are struggling with. is the fact that for many years, um, the black community had been taught that we cannot trust white women. And so when the initial allegations came out, I think that it was uh, easier, especially for people of a certain generation. Like I have had several conversations with um, elders in my family where. Uh, they say, well, why are they just going after him? That's not the point. The point is, did he do it? And, and you, you know, you might have a suspicion or you might question the question. I wouldn't, but somebody might question the motives of one or two people. But again, once they got to 10 and 20 and 30 and 50, um, I absolutely believe he did it. Um, I also wanted to echo on Lisa's point. To me, the most disgusting part of all of this is that there had been a prosecutor who knew that there was evidence? Who allowed for there to be um, a, a no conviction agreement to, to get him to do this civil uh, deposition? Uh, it's the same. This is the same kind of um, unjust, unjust behavior that we saw in the Epstein case years before, um, and many other cases when we have known that people who were high and mighty who had been accused of doing horrific things, um, where the people who were in the power to protect. Victims refuse to do so for either their own political career, their own reputations, um, or also their wanting to believe in the mystique of greatness. Um, this part, that's the part that disturbs me so much that there was ever an agreement that he shouldn't be prosecuted um, when they had suspicion to believe that if he gave this deposition, they would get a lot of evidence. Um, this is Sarita. I'm complete.
0: Thank you. Popcorn style. We're talking about the Bill Cosby being released from prison. Uh, what are your thoughts about it? Uh, raise your hand if you'd like to talk. Lisa's been sharing her story. Kelly, I see you want to pop back in. And really quick, Kelly, before you go, D, you were going to say something. D, Lee.
2: No, I was basically, Sarita said it for me. Uh, if, if we had never gone through the situation of the prosecutor at that time making a financial agreement that all parties signed off on, that this testimony would not be allowed, and there was a payoff that was attached to it, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation today because that evidence, which was strong evidence, would have been uh, uh, allowed from the beginning versus allowed after we agreed not to allow it, if that makes sense. So I I'm, Sarita said everything. I applaud her for that. Kelly, you're going to say what? I guess.
3: Yes. So
4: the. The the sentiment of believing all women that Cheryl was talking about, I 110% agree with that school of thought. My The reason why I believed it so strongly, ironically, wasn't necessarily because of the women, but it was because of the transcript of him saying, yes, I put quaaludes in her drink. Yes, we had sexual relations or whatever the transcript said verbatim. So for me, it's not necessarily a he said, she said type of dynamic here. He actually said that he did these things. He actually gave a blueprint as to how he did these things. Then he gets prosecuted and then it gets overturned on a technicality. So that's why it's upsetting to not just me, but so many other women. And that's why... Like what Lisa was talking about when, when Felicia Rashad is saying, finally, finally what? You're telling me that you never had access to these transcripts? You're telling me that no one brought it to your attention that he already said verbatim that he rapes women or has raped women? Like that does not bode well as far as, oh, I'm just being a good friend. It looks like I know my friend is some shit and I'm going to turn a blind eye because I benefit from my shitty friend that's what it looks like as great as a actress and philanthropist and and human being she is otherwise that might be the stain on her legacy similar to how bill cosby as wonderful a man as he was professionally you are defined by your worst day i hate to say it that way but you are and if your worst day happens to be one of the crimes that are delineated in our um in our laws saying that you can go to jail for it you will be defined by those things i don't care if Ted Bundy gave a billion dollars to black people for reparations. He's still going to be a serial killer.
2: But what, so, what happened, Kelly, is that and uh, going, going with what you said, these women, it, the testimony was that he exactly what you said. He admitted to doing this, but they all did it together. You know what I mean? And that was the part that everyone was like. "Huh." And that's where I was going when I said, then why return to the party again? And that was their defense that these women knew that they were popping these pills, so to speak, you know, and they knew what was going on and they kept coming back like, Hey, let's do it again. And, but I, I hear you. I hear you a hundred percent under the jail. All
0: right. We're talking about Bill Cosby. Uh, he's going to be released from prison. Uh, welcome to the stage, Trevor.
10: Listen, you know, I'm just like listening and I'm going to be honest. When I first saw this room, I kind of cringed. I'm like, Oh Lord, what we about to say up in here? Um, but I, first I just want to applaud everybody who's hopped on stage. I love the conversation. Um, I loved how Lisa stepped in and kind of, you know, laid it on out there, too. Like I just love some of what everybody has to say. And I love the different perspectives and the different, like, thoughts of what's going on. I think I can't say anything really brand new. It's just echoing what some others have said. Like, I think it's just hard, right? This is a very hard place to be in because it's Bill Cosby. And, like, your whole life, it's like, wow, the Cosby show is some of your greatest moments and yada, yada, yada. And I think, you know... Like, well, Felicia Rashad, when she talked about it, and I'm going to be, way back when she did talk about it, I agreed with her back then, like, you know, when she talked about the destruction of legacy. That's what she was, like, on. Like, that's why she just, she can't be on board with it. The, the, the bill that she knows is not this bill that they're describing, right? Right. Um, and I think that's the thing about it, and I think that's the, that's why you see so many people in droves talking about it, like, nah, whatever. And I think it comes from that, that, that anger of like, okay, how come every time we have a black superhero he gets stained by him doing something reckless, like you know every like Michael Jackson, Tesla boys, uh bill Cosby, rape women uh, da, 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 like name a black hero Kobe, name one, and I think it's that kind of a thing, but it's like I hear what you're saying, but no like did, like to, to what someone else just said, did they do it? I know, yeah, I know that you're a hero. Yeah, but did your hero also hurt a, a thousand people along the way? And I think it's hard. We gotta, have, especially as a people, as black people, we have to have a hard conversation about like some of the people who who also helped the like black community, also hurt the black community, and also like have a stain on their image. Like you know, bro, like because also Bill on some other stuff, not even dealing with those women he's also somebody who was like very vocal and being critical about some of the things we were doing in the black community so it's like it's hard man because you want to defend them but at the same time you kind of want to hold them accountable and i think yeah i think when we do something we do have to hold people accountable regardless of the 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 image and the figure that we know you still have to have that hard conversation like no you, you you need to you need to get your comeuppance like that's just being an adult
1: so, I Holy. I have I have a question now. What what advice do we have for the women in the industry or or any industry, not just entertainment, but any industry against men of power when they're being faced um with propositions? What what advice would you give? Now, I'll say this. Um years ago, I was a manager at a hotel and the men of power there you know, I was never sexually abused, thank God, but there were positions and situations that I saw and and my mother's in the room, and she she knows this. I'd come home and tell her I said this is crazy. You know, we have these meetings, and they sit there with lines of coke and you know this billion dollar industry that i'm I'm sitting in, like this is what we're doing in our meeting. Conversations were had in front of me, and I saw some things, right. And it was, it was disturbing to me as a young girl in this position because I was very young and I was in a position, a position to make decisions. And for me, I, I ended up quitting because I, I knew that I no longer wanted to subject myself to that. It was, it was just unproductive to my career. So I left. Now, what advice do you have for women who feel like, you know, they're stuck or you know this is this is their only way in,
0: and, and we can. And and was, that, was that question to anyone specific, Natasha?
1: Re- yeah, really to anyone I I know. Lisa, you know, can definitely. I
0: I, okay. I don't want to just. Okay, so how, how about this? I'm sorry. So Keisha or Catherine? If, let's go, with Keisha. Can you answer that, or or Catherine? If not, you can pass on that one.
11: Absolutely. Hello, you all. Hello, how are you? H- hello. Hi, hello. Keisha.
1: Hey. hey.
11: So when I saw this topic instantly, I'm like, let me hop in here see what Rick Party and the gang is talking about. First of all, when I when it comes to your question, Natasha, I would say, I've been in different spaces and I've seen things as well. The one thing that I would say is to call it out right then and there. Period. Call it out, call it out, and not stand. Don't you for think those that's things. dangerous? I, I think it is dangerous, but I think we do have a, a bit of vulnerability that we have to accept. Period. Because when we stand in the thing, we're creating the same crime that continually is that we're speaking about. We're a part of the we're an accessory to the crime when we see something happening and we don't speak up. But I think that is where we have to push the lines and say, you know, I don't care what's going to happen. I'm speaking up because not only do I need to protect myself? But I want to protect the people that are near and dear and people that are around me in that same industry too. But I say call it out, call it out and not trip off the the repercussions that come from it.
6: I'd like to add something to that. Um, um, I hear you, Keisha, but I think that that is not a fair expectation.
2: Felita, felita, we're, you got to go back into the kitchen felita we're not having felita, a,
6: we're kind of losing you a little bit sis. and
5: so
2: felita uh, uh hold on
0: yeah that's better All right.
5: hey guys okay. i'm gonna butt in really quickly i'm gonna jump and i'll be back i just have a call at 11 15 but this is interesting and i'll be right back
0: thank you Lisa. Lisa
5: thank you and for
6: everything
0: blessings.
5: no problem but i'll be back
0: okay felita continue please
6: Okay, I just think it's not a fair expectation because everybody is not comfortable in that type of scenario. I hear what you're saying, the responsibility. I think that uh, one of the answers to your question, Natasha, is that we have to continue to strive and fight for having women in position where they are making decisions and being inclusive of other women. Because part of the problem is we don't have women in the, those power positions. Men are in those power positions and then women have to fall prey to what comes down the pipeline for them. So when we see um, these organizations and unions and things fighting for more equity behind the camera and I work in television in front of the camera And when I get to the set, I see very few people who look like me, very few people. And the people who are making the casting decisions and all of that, we just, we're not represented. So we do have to continue to fight for that. That's for the future. We also have to mentor, to take a responsibility to mentor our girls, Um, to give them the strength. To and, and the confidence to be able to do what Keisha is saying, be able to step forward in their truth and say, "It's not going to be me, not today. I'm Felita, and I'm complete."
1: So I want to throw. I, I'm sorry. I want to throw a, a little curveball in this mix. I am wondering if this was a woman versus men, would there be a difference? in opinion are there exceptions do we feel like you know there's double standards you know this is a man this is a powerful man he drugged these women now what if this was a woman what if this was barbara instead of bill um slipping drinks into these young desirable you know young men in the industry how would we feel
0: i can tell you right now uh they wouldn't believe it you know i i've been a nope. i've been a i'm not going to say i've been drugged but have i've been, been a, a victim rick i have been a victim before Really? I, I, I've talked about it, mm-hmm. and it was just swept <laughs> right under
2: the rug. You, you're, you're, and it you've was, been
1: a victim as well?
2: Yes. Yeah. But so, I spoke out. I spoke out, and I got fired. Same, same so here.
1: So if this was Barbara, would we all feel as strongly as we feel today? Like, oh, she drugged these boys and had sex with all of these boys. You know, are, are we going to be fighting for Barbara the way we're fighting for Bill to be locked up and, and rot
2: in jail? In my case— it wasn't. Fi- it, it was a Barbara, and in my case, because of the f- because of the fact that I had dated different women, it got thrown back on me. And I won't say you know what network, but
0: I got fired. So were you and were you dating women in the workplace or? Were, 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 yeah, I,
2: I'll be honest. I, I would go out with women in the workplace, but it wasn't the good thing about it. Well, mm-hmm. Was it good? Well, yeah, it was good that I never had any uh, sexual. Uh, so so more thing. so,
1: sp- I want to. I want to keep it real, like, so you going out and doing those things, I want to keep it very black and white to what we're dealing with. If this was a woman in power drugging these boys, raping boys, you know, having unconsensual sex with boys the way we talk about men doing it. Is there an, ex- are, are we, are we giving a, a pass? Because I don't, you know, I'm not hearing these conversations. So, to and, and I asked this question because to what Felita was just saying about going into these rooms and not having women of power there. Now, Felita, I agree with you. We definitely need more women in these hot seats to make these decisions. I totally agree. This is a male dominated industry, specifically speaking to the entertainment industry. But if we, Let's say we do that. Now, I'm a mother of two boys, and I've also, you know, I have friends who have older boys. And as these young men are growing, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, I mean, these young men, they look like they're in their, in their, late 20s you know their body is filling out their voices are deep so on and so forth now as a mother you know and as a first of all as a woman i would love to see women directors and women of power right but now that i'm thinking okay my boys are gonna grow up and if they grow up looking like their daddy they're gonna be fine as hell so am i gonna be comfortable knowing that a woman can take can, can possibly take advantage of of my boys. And it's, very, to be, interesting that, actually, it's I think, very interesting you're saying that it's very interesting you're saying
2: that because in the case, it wasn't even and I didn't realize it then because I was much younger, of course. But in my case, it was, you know, when you sat down with quote unquote HR or the powers that be it was, come on, you know, come on now. Come on. And I didn't even bring it to, to their attention. Someone else brought it to their attention. And it was like, come on, like, almost like, well, you kind of get a kick out of when they do this or when they do that. And I'm like, what? Like, wait a minute. Hold on. So no, it really don't. comes down to
1: we need to tighten up the rules, period. There are no exceptions. And I and I bring that up because there's less conversations about women doing this to men. I think men are conditioned to not talk about um, sexual abuse when it comes to the workplace and, you know, their their female cohorts. But it happens. And I ask this question because I do know men who have kept it quiet. It. they feel the shame they feel dirty they're married or you know there's even men who are gay who you know they don't let the world know that they're gay but it's assumed that they're straight by you know these women in power and they've practically put their hands all over them and, and damn near told them what they wanted to do sexually and nothing happens
0: and you know so, while this is a great conversation that, that you're starting to natasha and maybe we should have it on another day but uh today we're talking about bill cosby being released And and that brings up so many feelings for uh, victims that that have their uh, their victimizers walking around today. Uh, uh, Lisa spoke spoken. She stepped out of the room. Catherine, I saw you unmute your mic. What do you want to say?
3: Thanks, um, Rick. I just wanted to say um, to to Natasha's point and everyone else's point, I think it helps to realize that abuse is not really about the other person. It's about the power that person has over um, someone who they deem uh, either lesser than or someone that they feel they can manipulate. It's very much a um, a, narcissistic, um, uh, a narcissistic foundation that this comes from. Um, so it helps to, I think it helps when, you know, even speaking whether it's female or male, that it should be deemed that anyone who's position of power should or should not or, um, you know, should be held accountable for the fact that they have this position of power and that they do have um, influence over others. Um, and in that way, it it should be seen, regardless of, of gender, that it is something um, that, that needs to be corrected and or punished Um in in going back to, you know, the the topic of the room, Bill Cosby, you know, the point is not that he just not only that did he, you know, do harm to these women, but it was the but we we don't talk enough about the fact that people don't either speak up or, um, you know, I think someone had mentioned that, um, you know, they went back, you know, and and worked with him again or anything that people don't speak enough about the fact that this is these people's careers. And we don't talk enough about uh, uh, the people who, I mean, what talent did we miss out on simply because some people left the the industry, you know, like Natasha left her, you know, the the hotel industry. How much talent did we lose simply because people left because of these, these situations? And how much, you know, people are, are being damaged or were damaged and still, you know, I'm sure it's not something that's gone away um, in current times, but are, are still being, you know, damaged because of these kind of narcissistic, fundamentally narcissistic, uh, you know, patterns that people get into when they, you know, get in power. Um, so I think, you know, overall, if we think of it less as a gender thing and more as like, you know, something that we are battling as a um, a social disorder, a, 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 a overall social disorder, I think we can have a better um, grasp on how to solve it, rather than thinking of it, you know, to um, specifically because we are socialized in a certain way that, you know, for men it's okay to be with lots of women, which is why, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Dee, that that happened to you, that you were not taken seriously. Um, but there's unwanted attention, you know, men get unwanted attention and, and women get unwanted attention and it should be, it should be considered the same. Um, I'm
2: Catherine. I'm done speaking. I'll tell you this much. It had me walk different.
3: I can imagine.
2: Don't believe that. I stopped wearing certain clothes. I was <laughs> when she was
3: there. Okay. And you know, you, you got a little taste of what it's like to be a woman in that All way. Right.
2: Um, You're absolutely
10: right. Cause
3: that's, that's, you know, very much something that I was told growing up you know, you know, as a, as a girl, you don't have any sort of uh, control over how you develop and yet um, people police how you, you know, dress and everything like that. And like Natasha said, you know, for boys too, they have no, no, you know, choice in the matter of how they develop and, you know, they're automatically sexualized, which is a whole nother conversation. You know, we can have on a whole nother day of, of sexualizing, you know, children, you um, Or, or, you know, preteens. But um, but yeah, like, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, but I think it's it's more of a social disorder that we need to deal with collectively and not simply, you know, uh, on a case by case basis.
2: Rick, let me ask you this. Uh, Thank you so much. Rick, let me ask you this, Catherine. Uh, When that situation without going into detail, if you don't want to happen to you automatically, was it assumed? I'm just telling you from my experience, like, you know, like I said, it was like, come on now. Like, come on. Like, you're a Rick party. You know what I mean? Like, wait, it, it wait, wait. Was... I'm, I'm how did I get into this? I'm sorry. Are you asking Rick or? Are you asking <laughs> yeah. Him? Well, no, because I thought Rick said it happened to him also. Now, he, no, he, he see you know what? Happens, yeah,
0: right. I, I'll, I'll save my story for another time. Maybe, okay, maybe my enough. book or something like that. But now nah, I'm going to oh. get into it right <laughs> oh, now. So. Oh,
3: OK, OK. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, it, that's a whole nother can of worms. But listen, for <laughs> those who just joined the room, Bill Cosby's a sexual assault conviction has been overturned by pennsylvania's supreme court he'll be released from uh, sci phoenix in uh, uh skippick township later today after serving two years behind bars he was convicted in 2018 of drugging and sexually assaulting andrea constant at his home and he's been known as uh, america's dad felicia rashad has uh, just tweeted in his defense and she's getting eaten up right now on twitter uh, listen, what are your thoughts? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're, we're sharing this all over the place and continue follow room at the top, the Rick Party Show. The podcast is everywhere you find your podcast. I'm Rick Party along with Natasha Simona and Dee Lee. Have a great night, everybody.